0: Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses cut to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business.
1: Well, what's going on, everybody? This is Alex with the Down to Business Podcast, and we have Brian Fullerton with us today. Brian, thank you so much for being on this episode, man, and we're excited to just chat a little while, man. How you doing?
0: I'm doing good, brother. Thanks for having me on the show. What a uh, beautiful day we're all having, and uh, kind of in the off-season here, man, trying to uh some work done and wrap up the year about how's things going with you guys
1: we're trying we rained out today um today was supposed to be our today was supposed to be our last day of the year uh we were going to give the guys a 10-day break but it rained out of course on the last day of the year work so we're going to work tomorrow um but yeah we're pretty excited to we're giving the guys a 10-day break um so we're excited about that my wife's excited to have me home for a few days for sure
0: that's awesome, man. Well, good for you guys. Yeah. I, I forgot you guys are down in South Carolina, right? South,
1: South Carolina and it's 36 degrees here today. So we have some weather like you.
0: Yeah. I was going to say it's a frozen tundra up here, man. It looks like something out of like Colorado or Utah. It's uh, it's cold. we got a half inch of snow on the ground. It's frozen. Can't do leaves. Can't do snow, obviously, if it's not snowing. So we're just kind of doing some office stuff. And uh, like I said, just buttoning up the end of the year. And like you said, kind of downshifting a gear yeah. maybe and trying to enjoy some time with family, you know?
1: Well that's awesome. So Brian, for people on our show that we have a little bit of a hodgepodge of types. We're more of a services and trades type podcast where it's not just green industry professionals. You have one of the more interesting stories and backgrounds of probably anybody in the services and trades, you know, sphere on YouTube and, and social media where what you've done is incredibly impressive first off. But you did it in such a way that a lot of people would probably not believe, meaning super organic, super guerrilla, right? You just, you put it on your own back. You didn't necessarily hire out a ton of marketing services or business professionals to help you, right? When you easily could have. Um, And so tell people and our listeners, like I said, we have a lot of cleaning people that listen, pressure washing people, um, you know, HVAC companies. Tell people a little bit about yourself for those of you, those people who don't know who you are and what your channels are. And then sort of, I guess, kind of give me a little bit of insight, Brian, because I actually don't know this answer. How did you even think of, I'm going to start a lawn care business? Like, give us the before, during, and then proceeding after of that.
0: Yeah, well, uh, the short story long, as my wife would say, is uh, just like most young kids that get started cutting grass, right? It's that typical American story. Uh, Young kid wanting to make some extra money. Back in the day, right, we we're talking 1990s and early 2000s, it was um, Subway was on the scene. So I was like, you know, I want to get some Subway sandwiches, buy some fireworks. I literally was 10, 12, 15 years old, that whole deal. Uh, we were just using push mowers and just um, just cutting grass in my trailer park back in the day. Not a lot going on. Uh, getting paid $10 with a little three or four horsepower Murray push mower, that whole deal. Um, as... as Humble as it could, as wow. you can imagine, is like adorable as a little kid out there just doing his thing. Um, so I did that for about four or five years and made some decent money, like decent in air quotes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I had, I probably had 15, 20 lawns making $10 a, a lawn back in like what, 1996, yeah. seven, eight? That's like, not bad. That was actually, that's not bad. That's not bad. Three, 400 bucks a week for a kid that age. So I had like the coolest fireworks every 4th of July. Um, two, two miles down the road, was a new subway franchise. So all the, all the kids, would ride our bikes up there and get the $5 footlongs. And
1: you were able to afford the cookie too.
0: Oh dude, we got all of it, man. We got the meal, you know, and uh, we get the little stamps back in the day. Remember those? Yeah. Um, and it, it's just funny, like how we always say like, have goals or have a vision, right? Like I was like a little hustler goal setting even back then, I guess, right? Um, so that, then, uh, an interesting set of events happened that I didn't expect, but my mom said, okay, now that you're 16, you have to go get a real job. Mm. And I said, okay, well, what does that mean? She's like, well, go work for somebody, go get a job. So about two miles the other way was a little Caesars franchise. And so I ended up working there making gosh, $6 and 74 cents an hour, wow. uh, slinging, slinging pizzas, 15, 20 hours a week. In the greasy face, like, you know, first, first 16 year old kid job, yeah. right? Fast food. Um, and it was just, a, it was an interesting thing because I remember my first two week paycheck that, you know, it was maybe let's say $90, right? Uh, cause it was after taxes. And I said, what just happened here? Right? Like yeah. I was making two, 300 bucks a week cutting grass, cash money. Uh, and now I'm working for somebody else making not even $7 an hour. And I just kind of realized like I might've made a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. So whole nother story for a whole nother time, because I always say, like, what if my mom would have encouraged me to take this lawn care business or landscaping company to the next level, right? Um, you see, you and I see all these young guys, 18, 19, 20 with quarter million, half a million dollar businesses. Uh, it's just crazy what they have access to on social media, right? Crazy. Amazing. So, yeah. so, so, so from there, did the Little Caesars thing. I, I was always ambitious. I always wanted to grow. So I became a shift manager, a co-manager, a store manager. I was in training to be an uh, area supervisor at 19 years old, you know, to manage a dozen stores. Uh, I really enjoyed Little Caesars and the whole area uh, of, of fast food and restaurants. My family's been in restaurants. Uh, some different things actually happened. I actually got fired from that job because, oh. uh, you know, we always talk about like entrepreneurs these days. Well, entrepreneurs in a franchise system, it's kind of like oil and water. They yeah. want you to do it their way. Um, they see you as a deviate. threat.
1: Yeah. They see you as a threat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I was, and I'll be honest with you. Like I should probably by now be like little Caesars, like CEO junior over here. Like if I would have been on that career path, cause I was sold out. Um, and it just got misconstrued and I got let go and that's okay. Um, I'll tell you honestly, at 19, uh, it was the end of the world because I had made that decision right at 18. Right. Do I go to college or do I work and make 40 grand a year? So now I'm 19 and a half years old. Uh, I'm two years late to the party like some of my friends in college at Michigan State. I don't want to be the 30-year-old guy in college. Not that that's a bad thing. Sure. Um, but I already, I already felt like that, you know, just, you know, that peer pressure. And so I said, well, I need to make some money. Let's go. Uh, I went on to like Indeed or Monster.com or whatever it was back in the day. And I was a manager, right? So what did I want to do? I wanted to manage. To manage. Right. So. Nobody wants to go backwards, and so I started looking up the word "manager" on you know Monster dot com, and so I saw Route Manager mm. at True Green True Green lawn. Right, so I was like, "Yeah, dude, like I'll manage a dozen guys and then go fertilize lawns. I know how to cut grass. I thought it was pretty similar." Yeah. So I go do I go do this interview. Long story short, at like you know nine a.m. at the local branch a mile down the road from my house. And the guy goes, uh, you have any problem fertilizing and, you know, working six to three every day? I said, no, let's let's rock a roll. And um, so he goes, all right, cool deal. We'll, we'll see you here tomorrow morning at 5.15 in the morning. Um, now, you got to remember, I was I was doing restaurants working like Night 10 shifts. to midnight.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, like, if you guys know that lifestyle and you're in restaurants for three, four years, the guy's like, hey, you got to get up at five to be here at 5.15 deal. I was like, say again? <laughs> And he goes, we'll get you a uniform. We'll get you some rubber boots. So any of you guys that do fertilizing and PPE, it's the full green, right. you know, um, what's the company, uh, uh, service, service master or whatever. Um, all the, all the thick clothing, the rubber boots, the rubber gloves. And I'm like, I'm walking out the door. He's like, see you at five fifteen, bud. And I'm like, what did I get myself into? Right. For $11 an hour. Um, I'm like, where's my team of people I'm supposed to manage. Right. So, uh, and he like points out in the, uh, the, the field back there and he goes, well, that's your truck over there. You'll be, you'll be working that tanker truck. And bro, it, it, it couldn't have been more of a, of a polar opposite of what I thought I'd be doing. Right. Gosh,
1: yeah. That's crazy. Um,
0: yeah. So, so long story short, ended up working for true green for about 18 months. I actually really enjoyed the job. Um, I'm not a big fan of the chemicals and in all that mess and ratios and all this other math I had to be doing, but I didn't mind the job. I learned a lot about business, a lot about marketing, route density, and everything kind of happens for a reason, right? Yeah. That's so, or- so
1: that's a like an origin story. Like your first you learn by doing first and you never would have thought that, oh man, I'm gonna use this material.
0: Uh, dude, I, I wow. owe so much to, to I owe so much to True Green with how we set up our routes, how we market, how we upsell, how we cross sell. Um, awesome. we could do we could do ten podcasts alone on just them because there's the, the joke is they're a uh, sales and marketing company that fertilizes, not a fertilizer company that markets. Right? You guys say stuff similar. Oh, I'm we, sure
1: we we do. We say we're a, a marketing company that does landscaping. Yeah, that,
0: that, that's right. And same thing with like Bad Boy Mowers. They're a marketing company that sells mowers. Right. Um, so so just the cliff notes. Fast forward from there. I, I, there's this really pivotal uh, pivotal moment. I call it my Baywatch moment. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I call it my I call I call I call it my no homo Baywatch moment because. <laughs> I was, I was fertilizing a lawn over in Canton, Michigan. Uh, you got to imagine the scene. It's July. It's 85 degrees out, 90 degrees out. I'm in full PPE. Sweating. Sweat my butt off. Yeah, Dude, I, I'm in a rhino Azuzu truck, if you know them. Um, True, True Green has fleet trucks. There's no air conditioning in those things. So your boy's here making 11 55 an hour, spraying lawns, sweating it out. And across the street, this lawn care rig pulls up. And I, I, I still don't know who these guys are to the day. I, it'd be cool to like go back and like find out who it was. But two two young guys are probably twenty years old, same age as me. They hop out. And you know, back in the day they're in shorts, t-shirt, basketball shoes, they got the headphones on, they're in cutoff t-shirts, and they're they're cutting grass. They're unloading two mowers, trimming a property. And and long story short, the same time it took me to fertilize a lawn, and I'm just sweating it out, pulling a, a rubber hose that's leaking and yeah. getting furred all over me. And, it, you know, the nozzles getting clogged up every hundred feet. Uh, I, you know, and then I'm reeling it up back into the truck and these guys get done mowing a lawn for, you know, 25, 30 bucks back in the day and took them 15, 20 minutes. I get back in the truck and I just like have this epiphany. I'm like, yep. I'm like, what am I doing? Right. So I said to myself, Hey, I cut grass when I was a kid.
1: Go back to my roots. Yeah.
0: I go, go back to my roots. How hard could it be now? There's a whole story from there, but I, I like, I don't know if it was a couple of weeks or a couple of months later, but I went to my local dealer. I bought a, an X mark walk behind mower. Um, I had my brother's Dodge Durango. I bought a little trailer from Tractor Supply, like as humble beginnings as you can imagine. Absolutely. Um, and and dude just literally started mowing grass. I think I finished out the rest of that year mowing grass nights and weekends. I called up all my old trailer park customers. Hey, I'm I'm 20 years old. Guess who's back in the lawn care business? They were so grateful and thankful to hear that because they were using a hodgepodge of people that that five years that were all unreliable. And I think the, the following spring is what it was, was March. They do spray training at True Green. Mm. So I come, I come back in at March and the, and it was really awkward because it was like this deer in headlight. Look, my, my managers were like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm here for spray training, bro. Let's do this thing. Right. Like we're going to crush it in 20, you know, 2005. And, uh, they go, right. So we weren't expecting you to come back. We thought you were doing that quotes lawn care thing full time. And so we don't have any room for you in your tanker truck. We replaced it with another guy. Wow. And I'm like, uh, well that, and I got, you know, I'm Mr. Positivity. Right. So what do I say? Hey dude, no big deal. Well, I'll go in a different truck. Like which truck is mine. And they're like, right. So you don't really work here anymore. Uh, we thought you were doing long care full time. And I'm like, what the heck, bro? So, so, um, I'm 19 or 20, maybe 21, whatever it was. Uh, I was making, you know, 20, 30 grand, not a lot of money. And so I only did like 20 grand part-time the year before, right. To wrap up that year. So what did I do the next six, eight weeks? I marketed like you wouldn't imagine. It was, it was so awful. It was so remedial. None of my stuff made sense. None of it was professional. I, was on Microsoft Paint and Microsoft Word, you know. I mean, just just like anybody starting out, right? That's where we all start. Um, and, and I just made a go of it. I said I got six weeks to replace about two to three grand a month. I had a goal, and back then a customer was about a hundred bucks a month. So I figured, all right, I need like eighteen more customers yeah. to make. Now I didn't know gross. I didn't know net. I didn't. I didn't know my expenses. Any of that mess. Um, but I was living at home with my mom. I was twenty my only other bills was a little Hyundai Elantra, a little, little critter car. Um, and that was it, that that was it, man. It was like the most humble beginnings. And then, you know, fast forward 10 years later, we get on YouTube and then fast forward five years after getting on YouTube, I call it kind of call it like Brian's law maintenance, two or 3.0. Um, what I've learned from the community, what I've learned from guys like yourself, uh, it's been transformative. These last four years where we went from not a lot of revenue, not a lot going on to a decent setup, a decent company that we're really proud of. And we know what we want to do. We're, we're very comfortable and uh, things have been going a lot better the last uh, 48 months than that first 10, 11 years where we were just doing the good old throw mud up against the wall and see what sticks, you know?
1: Man. So, so I want to, that's a great story. What, what was the, I want to hear this turning point. So what made you, first off, it's really cool to hear you talk about like the Microsoft paint thing. Cause I, I do a good bit of business coaching stuff. And a lot of guys are like, well, I don't have any money to do any marketing. And I'm like, well, do whatever you have. If it's sticky notes and make it sticky notes, like whatever you have, do it. And so yep. just for people to hear that, man, like if, if you want to make it happen, you make it happen. If you, yep. it's, it's just good to hear that. But I want to hear, so you're doing like, all right, you start your business in like Oh five, right. You're doing it eight, 10 years. Everything's going fine. When did you decide I'm going to try a YouTube channel? Like, and what was that? What made you do that? Because for people who don't know, you have over how, what's your subscriber account on YouTube now?
0: I, I, I don't know. I don't, I honestly don't keep up with that. I'm not six, just saying that. Six figures, I, six I, figures. I know we're over 150,000, but like where we're right. at after that, I, I, I don't know.
1: Right. But you never, you never, that was never a dream of you is to, to gain, you know, just a following. It was like, what was the genesis of, I'm going to start posting videos on YouTube. And why did you do, like, what was the purpose?
0: You know, it, it was kind of a, it's a good question. It was kind of a culmination of two or three things happening at once. So my, I always say my first 10 years doing lawn care were not illustrious. There was nothing to write home about. It was literally burn the engines up, buy a piece of equipment. By the time we paid it off, we had to buy a new one. We didn't, we weren't banking 10, 20, 50, a hundred thousand dollars per year.
1: Yeah. We
0: didn't have any like retained earnings. We, we were just burning up everything. Um, I had no idea how to run a company. I was really good at cutting grass, really good at the work we did. was we very good at my routes and selling, but we, we didn't understand the business that it was map. a real company. Yeah. yeah. And so what happened was in 2016, my wife and I were watching Vine. Do you guys remember Vine oh, back Oh yeah, in the day?
1: yeah, Vine. Yep.
0: Yeah. Now, now, I had watched YouTube since like day one. I, I, I have been on YouTube since 2005, 2006, watching videos, never making videos, watching videos. So I've, I remember watching the evolution of dance, and you know, uh, watching Dancing Baby. Uh, I watched, you know, Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> I, was, I was about to know. say that
1: they just made that into an yeah. NFT. Did they really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was watching Philip DeFranco, you know, mm-hmm. back when he had like 25,000 subscribers. So I, I have seen, I say this like jokingly, but I've probably seen half of YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. I, I've, I've always watched the platform, but it was never a thought that I could upload to the platform. Mm-hmm. It, I, I know it sounds weird. Maybe somebody listening in is like, you've uploaded your four wheeler videos or your family fishing trip and you've shared it with a friend or a family member. I just, I never thought that's what people did. Not, not me by any chance. I'm not a I'm not a people person. I'm not Mr. Camera, camera guy. So what happened was um, 2016. I'm watching a bunch of Vine videos with my wife. She wants to do YouTube. She's like, I want to do makeup videos, uh, makeup how-to tutorial videos. And so I bought her uh, this camera for Christmas. It was this $800 Canon DSLR. Now, Alex, you got to understand, 2016. I think my wife and I's like total income that year was like. 30, 40,000 bucks. Okay. Yeah. T- t- for, we, for
1: people to understand, like, I'm going to speak for you on this. You're saying that your, your company for 10 years was making you a living, not making you wealth or anything. You were made to survive yeah. and not thrive. Right. I got you. Uh, I don't yeah, think if, people if would my, know that. I don't think people who, I don't think people who know of you or now would ever think that. And that's why, that's why not, I wanted to have you on.
0: Yeah. It was nothing fancy. Like we, yeah. if, if my wife didn't make her two week paycheck, we might not have made rent, you know, wow. and by the way, yeah. our rent was $725 a month in a 700 square foot apartment. The joke was, uh, you know, it's, a, a economic living when you can plug the vacuum into the middle of the place and get corner to corner from the bedroom to the <laughs> living room. Okay. Like, and, and, and dude, I'm telling you, like it was small, it was 1980s, yeah. 1990s apartments, you know, like you would hear everything from every neighbor. There was crackhead neighbors, the whole deal. Um, we had like the mutual hallway, you know, <laughs> where somebody would somebody would be smoking weed on the bottom level and it would come all the way up because we were upstairs, right? Like right. We, we paid $25 more a month for the cathedral ceilings because we thought, <laughs> you, you know, how, you're laughing because it's true, bro. Like, it's true. We, we, we thought those were the good units. And then yes. we come to realize nobody wanted to be on the third floor because
1: oh, the smoke like, rises, everything baby. Dropped,
0: yeah, all dude. And so, so yeah, fun. all our neighbors were those people and, and that's fine. You know, like, you know, God bless them. Um, so it was super humble beginnings, but what happened was I bought my wife a camera and it was 800 bucks and it was like the video creator kit, it had a little microphone, a yeah. little tripod. We we were watching YouTube videos and Vine and my wife was like, I'm going to give this a go, right? Like, like, and we always joke if she would have did it, we probably really would be millionaires because like makeup bloggers and bloggers are like crazy, Huge, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I always joke. Like if we wanted the YouTube millions, we should have did makeup vlogs, Right. I would have let her put makeup all over my face for a million bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't have an ego, but just having fun. So what ha- what happened was I put the camera under the tree. She cried. I cried. I'm like, let's do this thing. Right. So in January, what did what my, my wife do with her, her YouTube channel idea? What do you think she did, Alex?
1: In January? Yeah. I have no idea. She probably did nothing with it.
0: She hauled off and did nothing. Right. Yeah. So, and in February, guess what she did? She
1: went, for, the, went for
0: it. Or, nope. She hauled off and did nothing. Yeah. And so three months later, this camera is sitting in a box and are I you, said,
1: that's a month's I'm apartment like, payment.
0: Yeah. I said, I said, you know, and as a, as a encouraging, she'll use a different word, but as an <laughs> encouraging husband, I'm like, Hey, are you going to do anything with that camera? And so she goes, like stop pressuring me, right? That whole deal. And, and getting on YouTube, like everybody thinks the same way. People are going to judge you. You don't know what to say. You don't know how to edit none of that stuff. So anyway, camera sitting under the tree in March, April, and I have a lawnmower that I'm about to trade in and buy a new setup. Uh, this is in 2016. And I said, um, I said, Hey, do you mind if I use that camera and make a video on YouTube? And nobody's really reviewed this lawnmower before. Now it wasn't like, that wasn't the secret to success. Okay. It was just a lawnmower, but sure. nobody had this, nobody had this brand and this exact model I had. So what happened was I was watching a bunch of like YouTube videos from uh, Jason Ambro, uh, B&B lawn care, top uh, another notch, guy, Greg. top
1: notch was big at that time. Yup.
0: 2016 was Keith Calfas, yeah. top notch, Greg with geek the freak. And so I started watching these lawn care videos and I'm like, you know what? I want to like make some videos. Like I, I got something to say. So I reviewed this lawnmower. I put it up on YouTube. It's still my first video. I wasn't in the video. I was pointing the camera away. No, no way am I going to be on the video. Like that's for weirdos. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not talking in front of this. I don't, I'm not talking to people. So that's still my first video. It's 14 minutes of me just doing a, like six, three sixties around the mower. Right. Like here's this, here's that. I like this. I don't like that. Anyway, video gets like, you know, three views, right? Um, and I, I'm like off to the races, bro. Like we get, we get three subscribers, you know, and I forget what, or who or what, but somebody basically said in the video, Hey, cool review. Can you review the other mower you have behind you? And I had like another like little 32 inch push mower walk behind mower, I should say. Um, there was a little Metro X mark. And yeah. so I'm like, yeah, sure. So did another video on that little walk around. And somebody said, "Hey, I see you have Red Max weed whips and leaf blowers. Could you do a video on those?" So, three video or you know three views in the first video, five views on the second video, eleven views on the next video, one subscriber, three subscribers, nine subscribers, and then
1: right.
0: you know you then, then what happens is you share your opinion in a video. And then you go from 11 subscribers on to seven (laughs) subscribers. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's what I learned. YouTube can go backwards too. You know what I'm saying? Especially, um,
1: especially with the governor you have up there in Michigan.
0: Oh yeah. Well that might actually gain you some subscribers. You know what I mean? (laughs) So for all my, uh, all my Patriots out there, but anyway, uh, yeah, you're, 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 you ain't wrong there. So anyway, um, that, and that was it. So I, I, this this interesting thing all happened at once, right? We bought this camera Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had no idea that we weren't trying to be YouTubers. It we're perfect, not. It was
1: the perfect storm.
0: Yeah. And so, so I'm also looking to go all in with my lawn care company and do this. Like I got to re up on a bunch of equipment. I got to re up on a truck. I want to take this thing from 40 a year to two, 300 grand a year. Like the, the community is putting out these how to content. And, and I didn't, I didn't ever approach it with like, hey, I'm going to be the next guru and teach you all this stuff we're doing. Right. In fact, it was really the opposite. I'm like, Hey, here's where I'm at. Here's all the stuff I've done wrong. Uh, can you guys help me grow? So I'm, I'm trying to grow my real company. I go on YouTube. And I got a lot of people interacting and 10 subscribers, 100 subscribers, 500 subscribers later. It took us a year. I Believe it or not, it took us a year to get to 1,000 subscribers because mm. mo- most people get a 1,000 subscribers their first month these days. You know what I mean? Um, for us, that was not our story. Took us a year to get to a thousand, and Liz and I literally never thought we would get over a hundred. Um, and and when you ever like start a YouTube channel, it, it, you look for the, that incremental growth, right? So we would just make a couple of videos, try to help some people out. And so our equipment rig is getting better, our lawn care company is getting better. I'm meeting some different people. I meet a friend of mine, Mike Fidel, who I know you and uh, yeah, you and Mike I know each other. He, he, he kind of comes around and uh, he's kind of like a business uh, coach to me. He put his arm around me and said, hey, like uh, I can maybe give you some pointers on how to run the business. So we're doing the work and now I'm teaching how to grow a real company. And so uh, one year in, 1,000 subscribers. Second year in, uh, we get to 10,000 subscribers. Uh, that was huge. Uh, my long care company does six figures in revenue for the first time ever. I'm like, oh my god, this is crazy!
1: Wow.
0: Um, and we just start trying to find our uh, find our rhythm. We 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 hit our stride, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> year two to ten thousand subscribers. Year three to like forty. Year four to like eighty. Year five to one hundred and fifty thousand, still growing. Um, the longer company, six figures, more than six figures, two hundred grand. We're hiring a couple people. Uh, we're trying to stay small. We're trying to keep it just an owner operator business, Me and a couple guys, nothing, nothing huge, nothing like yep. what you guys are doing, which, you know, I tip my hat to you guys. Um, so, so that's this crazy parallel along the way. Um, we didn't really start making any money with the YouTube ch- YouTube channel until about a year and a half ago. Right. Um, and it's not what people think either. It's not like you're that's Make why I wanted to talk about the last
1: part. Exactly. Let's like let's throw yeah. off some misconceptions on this side, you know? Because yeah. we just started making money. You know, I'm pretty one of my things is transparency. I think there needs to be more transparency. You can't learn if people aren't telling you the truth from the people you want to learn from, right? So sure. like we just started making money on it too. But it took us two and a half years. Um we focus on Instagram, obviously um, to do all of these things. And it's like, all these guys think if you just make a picture and you tag somebody in it now, they're going to send you free stuff. And so like, talk a little, give me a, give me a story, Brian, of like when you almost quit because you were like, man, I'm spending so much time, energy, effort, money, because people don't realize how much money it costs to do this content stuff. Do you have a, a good story on when there was like a break point for you on that?
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you. This year alone, I spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars investing into my media company. Wow. Okay, so that's not what we did in revenue. That's not what I made. But just so people know, like we spent two hundred fifty thousand still investing into the media company to grow it. Now you're like, what? What could really you be ex- you know expensing? Like do those cameras, camera rigs, employees, subcontractors, logo design. It's a it's a full blown. It's a marketing media, media
1: company. Deal. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's doing millions of dollars in revenue, and, and people also don't think you. C- now, here's what I will say: you can grow a, a cool YouTube channel. I don't want people to think that you can't make money doing YouTube. There's, there's, the sky's the limit. Now, do you want to do it with lawn care? That might be a hard road to hoe. I'm just being honest. Yeah. If you want to be the next Logan Paul, Jake Paul, or um, some fitness influencer, I mean, that's more. Uh, do, I don't say like yeah, socially doable. acceptable, but yeah, doable. Yeah. It's just it's just a bigger market. It's it's not rocket science, right? But um, our i I'll tell you what. From from day one, we never. Here's one thing. I, I if anybody can remember anything from this whole episode, Liz and I said from day one, we'll never do it for the money, because I said, look, I've watched Philip DeFranco, uh, I've watched um, Chris Chris uh, Crocker, I, I've watched you know uh, Fred, I've watched the Shaytards. every one of these guys made no money, then they made millions and then they imploded. Yep. Right. So I so I said, let's I was I had enough insight or foresight or whatever to just say, hey, let's say this thing does make a hundred grand a year or a million dollars a year. Let's make sure that we never make any decisions based off the dollar bill, sponsors, brand deals. We always have to make sure that it's good for the viewer, the fan, and the Brian's law maintenance of 10 years ago. That way we're not ever doing it for the paycheck. Right. And, and I know that sounds like really noble and I know it sounds really esoteric, but dude, it's, it's still the truth to our DNA because now that the money is starting to come in a little bit, uh, we don't have to change anything that we're doing because we build the foundation. Right.
1: Right. And you don't have to say yes to everything and feel the pressure of that. And then also like, we, I, I can imagine based on we're much smaller on that side, some of the offers you're getting will blow your mind away and it helps you be grounded in not making a decision out of like an exc- exclamation point moment where it's like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe this. Co- Cause I mean, for people, I'll speak on your behalf, Brian, people, companies that are calling you, people would not believe we don't have to name drop any companies. We're not just talking about lawn yeah. care companies, right? Um, we're talking about other companies. People would know it mm-hmm. is. Ho- if you don't have that foundation, this is a great like landing zone. <laughs> If you don't have that foundation, what do you have? You know, like you're just going to be chasing the money, and the next thing you know, you're going to have an anchor attached to your ankle, and you're going to drown.
0: Yeah, it, it's one of those things where now. Now, I'll be honest with you. Like, if a company calls you up and says we'll give you five grand to make a post or a video, or twenty grand to make a post or a video, or a hundred grand for for a brand partnership, what would you say? Like to me, I'm like, wait a minute. I've been working this thing for three, four, or five years. I built this audience. Heck yeah, I want to make some money. Like that makes sense. Like that that's okay. Right. Um, but it's not okay if you have to sacrifice integrity or or be dishonest. Yeah, your core so, values. Yeah. Yeah. And and not only that, you have to make sure in my opinion, this is just how we do it. Let me sure. let me just preface it with this is how we do it, is that it's gotta be the fans gotta win first. Right. Period case close. Because if we're selling crap that doesn't perform or a company that doesn't stand behind it or so it was a fly by night. I don't want the consumer, the fan, the viewer, the person, myself even, yeah, to get bit. To get bit, right? So we we always look at it through the viewfinder of, is it good for the viewer, or the fan? And frankly, I know it might sound weird. I know it might be. I know some people won't believe you, uh, or believe me. But we turn down ninety nine percent of of all offers. Wow, like, like you wouldn't believe it. I mean, a thousand bucks to make a post, ten grand to make a post. And by the way. Other the YouTubers get these same deals. It's not just us. And it's funny. There's times where I say no. And then six weeks later, I see somebody else post it and I'm not saying anything about anybody. Yeah. I'm just saying like, it just didn't align with us. Maybe it aligned with them, but we're here. Here's the thing. We make our money from our lawn care business. Okay. Like we, we didn't have to become an, one thing that always gets me is like, if you see somebody who's a guru teaching you how to get out of your problems by selling you the sauce, by being a guru, you almost wonder like, did they make their money being a guru or make their money with their business? That's a great point. And, and, and I know that's going to cut some people right there. No, it, it bothers off me. That, but
1: yeah, Chris and I are looking at each other right now. We get bothered by, by this course and then you, or do this thing. And I'm like, well, did you even do that yourself? Cause you read their background yeah. story it's like you, yeah, it's very frustrating. And in something yeah. you and I talked about off air on another subject matter now yep. people because there's all of these guys or all these people wanting to bite that bait there's a lot of fake fishermen out there and mm-hmm. you know we could hit on that really quickly it's like guys listening it, whether whatever industry you're in just be careful there's so many scam artists out there dude it's unbelievable yeah. how many scam artists yeah. are out there
0: well i mean it's just like the good old like you know for 999 or $99, you can get six pack abs in six weeks or less. It's like, it's just like, come on. Like if that was the case, everybody in the country would have six pack abs, you know? Um, here's a tip. I don't have six pack abs. You know why? Because I don't have the commitment to go to the gym. At least I'm honest. You know, I like, I like, I like Buffalo Wild Wings and, and, you know, wedges, you know what I'm saying? But, yes. um, <laughs> um, and that's okay. But, but here, here's the deal. Like it's okay if you want to monetize the the business. Cause you, if you grew a following and you do everything like that, you want to be an influencer and you want to, Create content. By the way, we don't call ourselves influencers, but that's kind of the role. Um, that that's okay. Just just make sure you have honesty and integrity with what you're doing, and it aligns with your values, right? Right. Um, th- w- with our company, like we still do what we say. We still do what we're selling. We still do what we teach every day. I'm mowing, trimming, blowing, edging, laying mulch, plowing snow. Um, I'm not like handicapped or, or handcuffed, I should say, to the business. We. We've started to grow it to where I can get out of the company, but we still do everything we show on the YouTube channel, everything that we put on Instagram, the snow stakes to the the Ballard products to the whatever, right? Yeah, that we all have. These the, that's affiliates. a good point.
1: Is like make sure that you're me and Chris, Chris and I talk about this. Is like if you're gonna endorse it, you have to use it. Like it doesn't make any sense in um, a trust factor for that reason.
0: Yeah, and, and that's where like we we really enjoy keeping credibility. That, and frankly, like I love my business. I'm not interested in you know like getting rid of it. We're not selling out or anything. And by the way, newsflash, just for anybody's wondering, it's not like we're making two million dollars with our YouTube channel, and we're we're buying yachts and Lambos. Okay. Um, now, if it, if it gets there one day and we get a Lambo, hey, call me up, and I'll make sure that you get a ride in it. Okay. But. <laughs> until then, if you want to come hang out and ride the zero turn lawnmower, are okay? Like, we'll, we'll throw you out and have some fun. All right. But I don't, I, we're, we're not there yet of getting the, uh, the Ferraris and the Lambos. I always joke with folks. It's it, I I think you could do that with like a YouTube channel in general. Are you gonna do with a long, your YouTube channel? It's going to take some time.
1: Yeah. The community is only so big. Um, so Brian, man, that's such a good story. Kind of like, you know, to wrap this up, what do you, what do you tell people? when it comes to, you know, we've talked about social media, we talked about business, but let's talk about just like the core of being of why you're in business and why you're doing it. You kind of hinted on that is so many, a lot of our listeners, um, like I said, are are small business owners in general. And gosh, with COVID, especially right now, not sure if there's ever been a harder time. Not sure Mm -hmm. if there's been a harder time. So what do you tell somebody that's at that that break point is what we call it, where you're right up against the ceiling. You're trying to break through that next to that next level. You know, yeah. you did, you, you face those all the time. W- what do you tell somebody?
0: Well, here's what I'll say. Here's how, here's how I look at success. It's really simple, right? The, the, I, I've studied success for 15 years now. And my problem is that I overcomplicated it.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. Su- success is just simply how bad do you want to go get it. And then number two, it's what do you want? when do you want it? Why do you want it? And what are you willing to give up to get it? Mm-hmm. That's it. Now, a lot of us, you need a catalyst for why you're going to change, right? If you want to just go get fit and get six pack abs, because it's a healthy thing to do, that might motivate some of you guys listening in uh, honest answer. If you want to get six pack abs and you want to be super fit and super hot and super attractive, because you <laughs> want to get a girl to go to the beach and find a wife. Okay. That's called real motivation. Okay. Right. So there has to be and by the way, I don't care how how esoteric it is, how how noble it is, how Christian-like it is, or how selfish it is. I don't care. You just have to want to change and go get yours. I don't care. I don't care what your motivation is. It could be a watch. It could be a Lambo. It could be a house. It could be to give your wife the ability to be a stay-at-home wife to raise kids to go adopt. But eventually, something's got to change where you want to go get it. Right now, the I I. I I would do your, your audience a disservice or a, a sin here by not saying what the catalyst for my growth was since 2016. What happened was I got married in 2014 and two years into my marriage, living in a 700 square foot apartment. I had a, a an Infiniti G37 sedan. It had hundred thousand already on it. My wife's working at an audiologist making $14 an hour, driving a Volkswagen Jetta that was we were the fourth owner on it and it had a hundred thousand miles on it. We were living in a 700 square foot halfway house apartment. And so let me ask you this, Alex, you're married. Sure. Um, on, on your wedding day, did you promise the world to your wife?
1: Yeah. I told her I would do anything possible to do whatever God called us to do, whatever that ended up flushing
0: out to be. Yeah. And what did you do? You sold her the moon probably, right? I
1: did. and, and, 20 seconds of us, I had $1,100 to my name for two years of our marriage, same situation, moved four times and got three jobs to get us to where we could start a long care business.
0: Yep. So, so, so I was in the exact same boat and and this is, and this isn't me talking tough or being a, being a hero or be being, you know, like I'm the guru, none of the above. I'm just a, I'm just a normal guy. But what happened was two years into my marriage, I just realized I lied to my wife on the altar. I lied to my wife to get her to engage me. I lied to her after she married me. I told her she'd be living the good life. We would have the nice house. We would have somebody clean the bathrooms. We would have uh, I said a Cadillac Escalade back in the day, right? I said I said I said you could be a stay-at-home mom to raise our kids. And so 2 years into this thing, I'm thinking to myself, no I have forward. no yeah. I have no path for it. I have I have no idea how to get from point A to point B, and my wife goes, "Well, you know, our friends our friends are having their second kid, all of our couple friends. They're buying their first starter home. They're they're driving a lease or finance. It's fine. I get it. But they have their first nice car. And we have no money. We have no savings. We have no prospects. We have no cash flow. We have no assets. And I just told my wife, I said, five years ago, I said, I'm going to make $50,000 more per year every year for the next five years. So I'm going to make 50 grand more, then 100 grand more, then 150, then 200, then 250. I wasn't a hero. I have no idea how. I just knew that I was going to get our income five years from now to be a quarter million dollars a year. I, I had no, but I'm speaking it, right? I'm casting right. my seeds out. I'm, I'm getting a vision for our life. I'm trying to just say enough is enough, right? And so what happened was, it's like, you know, the whole saying where like when the student is ready, the teacher will appear.
1: Yeah.
0: Or, or, or it's like the good old, like, you're going to go buy an F-150 and you buy it and man, nobody's got this F-150, but me. And so you pull out of the dealer and you realize everybody's got the same truck as you. Yeah. That's, that's what a success conscious is. Okay. When you start turning your brain on that, you're going to be more than you are more than you were. You start looking around and you see opportunity almost everywhere and everything. Right? So I get this camera. We financed the laptop. We didn't have $1,700 for a MacBook Pro. I was in debt to my new media company from day one <laughs> because I told my wife, we don't even have a computer to edit the stupid right. videos we want to shoot. My wife calls up Best Buy. She won't tell you this story, but I will. She calls up, um, I'm sorry, Apple. They denied her on the credit card. We had no credit. They. I, I call back up. I say, well, hey, put me under it. And I had like a, you know, a 650, 700 credit score. Thank God. And I financed this MacBook Pro for 1700 bucks. But what happened was this, this this crazy perfect storm that I couldn't have predicted, right? We we wanted to grow the long care business. We wanted to grow the YouTube business. My friend Mike Biddell comes into my life. The YouTube community comes into my life. The long care community comes into my life. Um, I'm working it like you wouldn't believe. And so here's what happens. I have so many people helping me to win, yeah. right, by by. By putting myself out there, I thought I was helping other people succeed. They were helping, but you. what yeah. really, what yeah, what mm-hmm. really happened was everybody helped me grow. Uh-huh. Now, let me ask you this: Yeah, let me ask you this: If if you were in my boat and you started a YouTube channel and it had a five years later I had one hundred fifty thousand subscribers, thirty one million channel views, twenty six thousand comments, um, you know, one hundred fifty thousand likes, whatever, right? And, and everybody engaged and ta- taught you or showed you or gave you an encouraging word and taught you how to be better and your life didn't make a quarter million dollars more five years later what a shame that would be on me right my. so my my honest story is that I'm just a byproduct of listening to so many good people distilling discerning deciphering a lot of a lot of business principles a lot of success. But getting around to trifecta, long care, a Corey mm-hmm. Ballard, uh, a Mike Bedell, uh, the other people we mentioned earlier, Stanley Dirt Monkey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got to realize that I'm just a byproduct. I'm a recipient yep. of all this information. Now we still have to put in the hard work, but five years later, I was able to buy my wife uh, a nice car. We bought a Tesla Model X. We, uh, you know, we put 35 grand down. Twelve months later, we paid off 60 grand. Just two weeks ago, we. Bought a tract of land. There's three and a half acres. There's two hundred thousand dollars. We put twenty percent down. How cool is that? Very cool. We we ended up buying the nice new truck for my lawn and landscaping business. YouTube YouTube didn't buy that thing. I've I bought that truck in twenty seventeen. You have to have two years of tax returns. How much money was my YouTube channel making that first two years? Zero. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. So 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 we had to finance it through the business. We, we were able to pay off you know about eighty thousand dollars in you know miscellaneous debt the last three four years. We. Last year had a pretty decent year, so we decided to retire my mom. She was 67, 68 years old. COVID hit. My uncle ran a cab business. Nobody's driving to the airports. My, my uncle's not going to renew the insurance in the cab business, so my mom's out of a job at 68 years old. Mm. I said, I said, Mom, what are you, what are you doing? How much are you making? And she told me it wasn't a lot, but I said, hey, we could use some help running the, the media company, just errands and little stuff. What if we paid you a small salary and you can just be a full-time grandma? She said, fantastic. So we retired my, my, my mom last year. This year, we had a, our, our beautiful rainbow baby. We actually had a miscarriage, yeah. Um, yeah, which, which was super tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's a really uh, unfortunate you know, situation, but you know, we grew from it. And, and so we had our baby four and a half months ago. And her mom was working um, at, a, at a retail store, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. She's 64 years old, unloading trucks at 5.30 in the morning. I said, Hey, we could use some help around here with the baby. I said, what are you making? She told me it wasn't much respectfully. And I said, what if we just put you on payroll to be a full-time grandma and help Liz in the morning while I'm out going one way, you know, you and her could take care of the baby and yeah. we retired her mom. That's
1: awesome. You know?
0: And I mean, wh- what, 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 would it, what would it take for me to encourage somebody out there to just put yourself out there and, and to do the things you're afraid of doing for just a couple of years, Right now, I, cause here's why the life we're living now is a manifestation of the hard work we did four or five years ago. But I, I want to be all tough and all encouraging and say, I had the faith and the vision to to do what we're doing today. And maybe we had a little bit of the plan, but there's no way that we would have saw what our life is today with the work that we've done, because it's really hard to imagine that you'd be living the dream five years later, you just have to work and work and work. And nobody, you know, that's the last thing I'll say is I don't think anybody realizes that I basically worked two 40, 50 hour week businesses the last four and a half, five years to get one to do a couple hundred grand a year, one to do a couple, you know, half a million. Like it, it took a lot of work and I don't, I never want to sugarcoat it. I don't want to sugarcoat it, but, but here's what I will say. I'll leave it with the upside too. If you want it, it's available for you. It's available.
1: You. Yep. It's available. Yeah, and so I, I think it's so key, Brian, and in, in your transparency with that is like, it, it, I love the farmer analogy. It's like the dude is plowing a field, planting seeds. He can't see anything and he's waiting for rain. And it takes a combination of God's provision of water. And it takes his hard work in order to make this awesome, beautiful harvest. And, and so, that's exactly what you're saying. It's some, you know, it's this perfect storm, whether you believe in, G- in God, like we do, um, or, you know, something else. Um, and then it's also just this hard work that nobody understands until it like bursts a harvest, you know? Um, yeah. Cause for you, I know, like, I'm sure last thing we'll say is like when you first, it probably popped off really quickly too, right? Like you worked 16, 17, 18, 19. And all of a sudden it was like, three, four, three, four phone calls from companies. You're like, Whoa, you know, you didn't get, it's, yeah. not like it, it's not like you saw the train coming, you know, miles away. It just appeared.
0: Yeah. And that's just the, that's just the nature of the beast with social media. Like nobody cares until you have 20, 50,000, a hundred thousand somethings. And that's yeah. fair. Cause I mean, it's a, it's a media company. Um, they, the, the other people, the other side, uh, some manufacturing company, they want to get a return. So you have to move enough units or volume or impressions and view. It's just, there's science to it. Um, but, but that is, that is the interesting thing. It's like the whole bamboo tree analogy, right? Like the bamboo doesn't grow for five years and then on its fifth year or whatever, fifth month or whatever the analogy is, it shoots up a hundred feet in, mm-hmm. you know, a week and, and it will grow a foot per, 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 hour or whatever it is. Like I can't even imagine a tree growing that fast, right? That's like they say, they say you can literally hear it grow. Like, could you imagine that? I feel like it's no. like something out of like a King Kong, King Kong movie, you know, but <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's just one of those things though. But, but here's the thing, like, did we, did, did the tree grow a hundred feet in its fifth year or did the tree grow a hundred feet, you know, through those five years, through those
1: five, right.
0: right? And, and what everybody does and we've all seen the memes and the motivational quips on Instagram, it's like everybody quits right before their breakthrough mm-hmm. and nobody wants to see it through. And by the way, one thing I'll keep telling you is that we would still do this if we weren't making the money this is a passion I'm right. I'm too vested into too many people to let people down because we make a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks a month from our YouTube business like give me a break so um it's crazy brother here's the last thing I'll say is um and I don't know if you've ever seen the have you ever seen the Stanford address uh, speech by um, uh, Steve Jobs by chance
1: I have not mm mm
0: If you haven't, it's a really, really good one. You ever find like those old videos on YouTube from like Jim Rohn and those those guys? Well, it's uh, it's the Stanford address. I I always implore anybody that's you know never heard it to go look it up on YouTube. It's got like forty million views. It's still up there. But Steve Jobs talks about how going through his life, nothing really made sense. He had like this kind of thing going on. He got uh, kicked out of college, but he was able to opt in for one class, calligraphy, and he started this company, but then he got fired from his own company. And then this happened and this happened and literally nothing made sense. But, but at the end of his life, he looked back on it and said, you know, your life doesn't make sense going forward. But when you look back on your life and you look backwards, everything absolutely makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And you were exactly at where you needed to be. And so I look at my life right now, I'm five minutes from wine my dealer, I'm five minutes from my site, one place, I'm five minutes from my friend, Mike I'm planted, like you said earlier. I'm planted in this yeah. this field that that is fertile, mm-hmm. and I had to, But what I what did I have to do, Alex? I had to cultivate that cultivate seed. Cultivate it. Yep. And so, what was happening in that first ten years of my business when there was no growth?
1: Yeah, there's a I lot was of cultivating. Yeah, a lot of days where you're praying for rain, it doesn't come, and your face tested.
0: And that was us in the desert for a long freaking mm-hmm. time, and. And I'll tell you what the the greatest reward now is the ability to give because I heard somebody say what's the true definition of wealth? It's not necessarily even the amount of money or the time that it gives you, but somebody who's truly blessed and wealthy, what are they able to do? They're able to give.
1: Yeah,
0: that's like the ultimate level of wealth is to be able to give to give back. And so I'm probably one of the most wealthy people you know right now, not because of what we make, but because how much we're able to tithe and offer and give, and it and it and we're still we still have our bills met and our we're still able to you know, put money in the bank and we're still able to take care of our family. Right. But now we just give and give and give. And yeah. so I always tell people, if you're, if you're ever sewing into Brian's law maintenance or watching a video, just know there's, there's so much more going on behind the scenes. I mean, at, at entrepreneur Academy, one of the best parts was this live event that we did. It was a yeah. banger. Uh, we, we were able to give $5,000 right off the top to a family right down the road from us that, that takes their kids to a Christian school. And, and, and maybe you don't want to give five thousand dollars to somebody who is trying to take their kids to a Christian school, but what could you do with that five thousand right. dollars? You know, that's my point. So, to me, that's the exciting stuff. Now is we're Liz and I are in the bonus round. We're we're still hustling. We're still working. There's still things we want to get. Um, but right now, we're we're just so excited about where we're at. We're very grateful. We're very thankful. Um, and that's my that's my roundabout story in the last 45 minutes of how we're at where we're at today brother I
1: I don't think it could have been any better Brian so again guys thank you uh, to again Brian Fulton owner of Brian's Law Maintenance he's on YouTube Instagram everywhere you can think Uh, absolutely massive for the green industry and uh, Brian thank you again so much brother for being on this episode of the Down to Business Podcast where your business is our business we focus on how to help you grow in the areas of business finance marketing and everything in between thank you guys